when Captain America throws his mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. All right. Well, Joel, again, this is Buck Benny speaking. I have my friend Matt, my friend uh, Bob with me. And uh, we are going to talk about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 3. This episode, um, bring oh, and as always, spoilers, 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 because we're going to spoil everything, because otherwise we have nothing to talk about. So there you go. Uh, Anyway, uh, this episode um, brings back Baron Zemo. They need to to find him. Uh, I really enjoy what they've done with Baron Zemo. Cause I, as a character in, he was in civil war. Um, and as a character in civil war, he was okay for me, but he didn't do that much for me really. Uh, in this, they of course, uh, humanize him a lot more. Um, he becomes n- not nearly as scary. I mean, it, it, it's kind of a buddy film. He sort of takes the place of like uh, Joe Pesci and the, in the uh, uh, Lethal Weapon series, sort of thing. <laughs> so, so that's sort of where this thing, is. Uh, where he's you know kind of a devious guy, but kind of funny at the same time, and and plays with the relationship that they all have, and yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, I love the fact that the very first thing he does when he sees Winter Soldier, because they they decide they're going to send Winter Soldier in to, to to meet him or whatever, and I'm like. Well, that's not a good idea. He'll try and turn Winter Soldier to to a bad guy again really quickly, and he does. As soon as Winter Soldier walks in the room, he starts saying the the words that that trip up Winter Soldier, uh, and 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 Winter Soldier's great because he's he's like, oh, that doesn't work on me anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that was good because they they did exactly what I thought would happen happen, but then the response was different, and so that was good. Um, it also reintroduces uh, Sharon. Um, Carter in this episode and we realize we we're told that that she was part of getting cap back his shield uh, and so she's been in exile for since that time so a few well I guess at this point probably five years that she's been in exile or something so it's so it's probably been quite a while um, anyway so she we introduced she it's reintroduced we don't have any huge um, Fight scenes, there's fight scenes throughout the episode, but nothing of the scale of the first episode or the second episode. Um, Matt, do you have, are you, because uh, I know you haven't watched it in a while, are you, uh, is this triggering? Do you remember the episode we're talking about? And uh, was there anything that you thought of this episode? So this is the episode where they actually, this is the episode they break Zemo out, right? Yes. I, I, I did. I liked the way they handled it, where you know it just kind of well, kind of happened. But we didn't have anything to do with that. They <laughs> tried to tried to give themselves sort of plausible deniability about them yes. breaking Zemo out. It's yep. Like, yeah, it was just kind of this thing that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> it also felt. Now I think about it, it, felt a little bit like oh, a Starsky yeah, and Hutch sorry. episode or something because they uh, they 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 get in the. Zemo says you got to be in these characters in order for us to get in. So you got to play like you're these parts. 
And so they, they pretend they're these other guys. And so it, it just, there's a more comical sort of undertone to this episode than, than what we've seen so far. Well, uh, I, I, did, I did like uh, how uh, Zemo, this is another time when Zemo has tried to be like, I don't know if you call it woke or culturally sensitive or whatever, but when he, his, his line about only an American would assume that a fashionably dressed black man is a pimp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's being indignant on the part of American, African-Americans. Yeah, um, I, I really, really enjoyed his character. I, mean, I really liked it. And, and uh, I thought it was great. He fleshed it out. Because I, 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 in Civil War, I kind of found, I found him just kind of flat. And, yep boring and, and one so it boring. was like a one note he was like all about revenge and that was it and and here he's he's got multiple notes we find out that he's i think we find out in this episode that he's ultra rich and everything yeah because yeah. Yeah. i mean he's, playing he's, i guess you know he's had he's had five more years to grieve or something i don't yeah. know like he, but he's he was like so soulless in the first one and, and just right. kind of dead inside and i i I just want to destroy the Avengers and then die. And now it's like he's got, you know, there's there's a little more spark to him than than there was previously. Well, uh, this this series more than Marvel. One of the critiques of Marvel has been that their supervillains aren't the best and 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 have some issues and things. Uh, you know, there's certain ones, but they have a hard time finding more supervillains. I mean, they essentially got Loki. They've leaned on heavily. And then, of course, uh, Thanos. But this series is really, I, I like the um, super soldier, curly-haired uh, girl. I think she's really interesting, and, and I really enjoy her character. Uh, I really like what they've done with Zemo here. Uh, they're going to introduce uh, over the course of the series a few more uh, bad guys, bad women, bad people, and and I think they just do a really nice job presenting a lot of people that I'd like to see more of, and that's you know what you want. And you certainly the bad part is if you kill off all your villains, you know, then you can't have them again. So um, hopefully they keep some of them alive and so forth and uh, that we get a chance to spend more time with them. I, I'd love to spend more time with Zemo now. I like the fact that he wears his coat this time that looks like Zemo in the comics sort of thing. He, he has more of a look of Zemo than he had before. And he even puts on Zemo's mask for at least a short amount of time. And uh, the mask looks pretty good on him too. So uh, I think that's all good stuff. Um, Bob, what were your thoughts on the episode? good i had to watch it twice actually i was actually cooking dinner you can't you can't do two things watch this episode there's too much going on yep so there's yeah uh like matt said i really like that scene with uh the falcon when they're walking that was kind of amazing poke at america i think too yes Um, the other part that i really liked was the last probably 30 seconds when he the the Winter Soldier turns around and, and sees the person from Wakanda coming after Zemo. Right. I thought that was an interesting twist, although you kind of knew she was going to show up. Right. And then that scene with the cell phone was kind of sort of 
scary and humorous at the same time when his sister calls him in the middle of like in front of that I'm trying to remember the name of that lady. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he's like trying to like be tough and like character. <laughs> and then she says Sam. She's like, who's Sam? <laughs> that was speaking of Sam, we, I don't think we talked about it, but in the very first episode, the kids run up to to him, uh his his nephews run up to him and say, Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam. And uh it, that wasn't an accident. I mean, that was written in there on purpose to be a tie-in to, to Uncle Sam. And and I think that's fun. I think it's awesome. There, uh, the other thing is, who is, the, who is that character, Sharon Carter? I didn't know who she was. Obviously, they've got... She's in, she's in uh, the Winter Soldier film. And so uh, if you haven't seen Winter Soldier, make sure you watch Winter Soldier because, I mean, that ties into this whole series so much. I mean, it's the only Marvel film you need to watch before watching this series, really. And uh, uh, she's uh, she's originally assigned. She's in the comics. She's she's a big character in the comics. That is Captain America's girlfriend, who's a, who's a Shield agent for many years. But uh, in in so the, she is. Go ahead. She's both Captain America's girlfriend, his present day girlfriend, and the uh, niece of his World War Two girlfriend. Yeah, oh. but was was that initially? Is that World War II girlfriend is is that just from the movies and things, or is that also established in the comics? I'm not. I I don't. I didn't read enough uh, World War II era Captain America to to know if that was a if they were just using Peggy Carter first and 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 making that you know the the world the equivalent of modern day Sharon Carter. With the intention of making that see i don't know that either i i because my initial introduction to sharon carter was sharon i mean to any of the cars was sharon and it was sharon back in the 70s when i was reading captain america and i just remember that she would be in certain issues and it was always his girlfriend sort of thing and they were you know he'd see her he wouldn't see her she'd have her missions she they'd sometimes have missions together and things whatever and in the movies, she was, he met her, Captain America met Sharon because she was um, spying on him, essentially, uh, and making, keeping she was assigned. Him. She was assigned as his shield handler. Yes. Like, kind of, she was, she was undercover as the girl that looked across the, the hall, the hall. across the hall from him. But yep. she was actually a shield agent there just to kind of keep an eye on him. Yep. And and that's how we meet her. She's in that in that film uh, a lot or a bit. That's where we get introduced to her. And the next film, uh, Civil War, she's in a little bit. She's in like the funeral scenes and, and things after after uh, Peggy Carter dies. Um, but she's not seen too much after that. I don't think uh, this was her big reintroduction. And uh, now there's. She was she was in one of the scenes that like actually the first time like she kisses Captain America goodbye. Bucky and Bucky and says, Well, I, I love the scene because it's the first kind of one of the one of the early indications of Bucky and Sam having this kind of adversarial buddy relationship. Right. Where like Bucky's refusing to move the seat up in the in the small car that they're in. And, right. But they're both happy for Cap as he finally 
Oh, right, right, right. Yep. And that's in Winter Soldier. No. No, that's in Civil War? Okay. That's in Civil War. I couldn't remember which one it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'd have to be because because, uh, Winter Soldier is in his funny buddy mode thing that he wouldn't certainly wasn't in at all in Winter Soldier. So, yeah. Gee whiz, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was he was never quite that in the in the film. But, uh, but they do play with the whole move the seat up thing. Have they done that yet in these episodes in the episodes you've seen yet, Bob, where they joke about moving the car seat? You're not gonna move it up or yeah. I think it's in one of the later episodes, but it's definitely a callback to the film when he won't move the seat and he's crammed in the back and and like can't you move the seat up? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love I love these guys together, and uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I want to share things that happened in episodes the the most recent episode, but I won't share them. But it, there's just it, it's very rewarding, and there's going to be lots of us lots for us to talk about. Um, anyway, so. Um, I'm just trying to think anything else for this episode. I, th- I thought, like I said, one of the most enjoyable ones of the series, just kind of a fun sort of adventure sort of thing with a lot of, uh, a lot more of the, the joking around sort of thing going on and just um, things that are supposed to be serious, but are basically comical in some ways. I mean, the, the whole thing of, like you said, the, the, his sister calling him, and him trying to act like, oh, this is supposed to happen or whatever, and and that he's still in character, and you know that it's going to mess up. It's almost a sitcom sort of setup because you just know, oh, this is bad. This is not going to be good. Someone's calling. It's oh, it's his sister. Oh no, but uh, but yeah, there's just lots of scenes like that, and and the three of them as kind of buddies is just kind of fun because you kind of got the the two heroes against the other guy, but then he gets the undercurrent between them and plays on that undercurrent between them. And so you get this whole weird three person dynamic going on. That's just a lot of fun. And then, and, you see, no, sorry. You didn't see captain much. There was a, a couple, one or two scenes with him in battle star. And that was it. Right. Oh yeah. They, they, I forgot they were in this too. That's right. And they were just essentially giving up on what their plan was and saying, well, let's go follow the other guys is sort yep. of what they and, came up with as a, as a plan and try and, and trying to, you know, not think that they had broken Zemo out of the jail. Yeah. Like we don't have any proof, even though you pretty much know that they did it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's interesting to see over the course of episodes to kind of the arc of this, this strange arc of this new captain America and what's going to happen to him and everything. It's yeah, interesting stuff. See, are they going to use that character in the movies? I can't tell you that. You'll have to find out as we go along because I would give too much away. Okay. I can't even tell you if he's going to live or he's going to die. It could be either. Uh, we, My wife and I were bet, sort of betting on whether he was going to live or die, and uh, I won't tell you who won. Uh, anyway, uh, and, and uh, Matt, anything else about this one that uh, – stands out or or the series in general and what do you think about the pacing of the series so far for the first three episodes and things have you been happy with it 
Yeah, I mean, they're doing a real job of it. It, it, it. Altogether, it's one of those things you could sit down and watch this as a as an extended movie. Correct. And it would it would work really well. I feel like the pacing is consistent yeah. enough across it that it's it's been yeah really entertaining. Well, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking that, that uh, six hours kind of works in that you still sort of have the, the first couple hours as kind of the beginning segment, and then you have the next couple hours as kind of the middle segment, and then you have a concluding segment. So you, so it works. It, the layout works pretty smooth. Um, I, I do think the first two episodes laid things out really nicely and introduced the, the bad guys and the whole thing and what the, what the thing was about, plus having a lot of action to bring us in then this is exactly what it should be in the middle. It should be where the middle, you don't want it to sag, but you also don't want it to rest, quickly rush to the ending. And so it's got to be this filler sort of thing. And this was a comical sort of filler sort of episode that reintroduced us to Zemo. And it worked really well as a, as, as a, a middle of the, of the thing episode and didn't make me go, Oh, this is just a waste of time. This made me feel like, oh, this is a fun way to. I want to spend time with these guys and have some fun with them, and not just be fighting and punching in the whole thing. I love to see their characters as they're talking to each other and stuff. I, I think this is great. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, so very yeah, I guess so. This correct me if I'm wrong. So this is the episode that we meet Sharon. This, so we were talking about Sharon. This is the episode where we meet her and her yes kind of gallery, yeah. and, and she talks about where, what's happened to the. It's it was interesting and you don't really think it, it. She's almost one of those kind of side characters that you don't think about very much. Apparently, so she survived through the blip. She was around for five years. She's not super powered. Shield right. is you know the the agency that she has been a part of, where a lot of her you know resources and things came from, is is pretty much over at this point. It's yep. kind of trying to rebuild or whatever. But um, she's pretty bitter. Oh like, yeah. And understandably so. Her whole life has been turned upside down and backwards, and all these people that that she was trying to help, like either blipped away or kind of abandoned her. And I, yeah, I could see why she'd be bitter. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess the the biggest one, I I guess, I don't understand thinking about it is like Cap not trying reach out to her because he didn't he didn't disappear over those five years, like. It looks like what happened. Right. Yeah, it looks like they just sort of forgot about um, So, and so, I mean, I'm I'm assuming at this point that it'll it'll be what they do with her character. Like, is she? I, I'm assuming at this point that she is the power broker. Is my guess. Um, it's they haven't done anything to explicitly state that, but I I think that having not seen the last episode, I'm, you know that's that's kind of my guess is where this might be going and it'll be interesting to see where they take her like does she truly turn does she to you know being a, a darker character does she well the speculation just is, do what she needs isn't that she can be the power she... broker the speculation well that's part of the speculation but but the speculation has been that they're going to bring back in uh kingpin from uh from uh, uh the daredevil series uh, and have him be um, D'Onofrio, right? Is the one that played him, and then he's going to be broker. the uh, D'Onofrio was great. Broker. He was he was fantastic as the kingpin. I'd, I yeah. wouldn't mind seeing him come in, but I. Yeah. All right, I got to drop, guys. It'll be, it'll be yeah. 
All right, Bob. Thanks for thanks yes. for tuning in with us. This is great. And uh, guys, I hope everybody enjoys the episode. Stay on for a minute, Matt. I want to chat with you. And, and uh, Bob, okay. we'll see you next week. See you next week. All right, bye, guys.